This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the Maskin Journey. We are loaded for bear in the studio, but as often the case, we have decided it's Sam's MO to pick a topic and then go out of town. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so once again, that has happened. Sam picked a topic and now he's at the beach where he can take advantage. Of, don't you think if this, if this was your topic today and you were at the beach, they just kind of go together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Not as much as the mountains do, though. Well, you got the sound of the ocean while you're being still. Today's topic, actually, we'll just spill the beans. Mm -hmm. Be still and know that I'm God. So you're sitting out on the sand, I'm guessing, Sam? Uh, No, I'm actually sitting in a a reclining chair. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) In in an apartment down here. So, yeah, not not as quite as glorious as the beach. So as we were talking about this Mm -hmm. subject the other night, I was just totally provoked. I mean, totally provoked with the thought of using this clip that we're fixing to use, which for those of you who have not seen this video, it's absolutely hilarious. If you're married, it's a must see for every man. It's called, it's all about the nail. It's not about the nail. Harold's got it right. It's not about the nail. It's not about the nail, but it is all about the nail. And the deal of it is, is that essentially in order to understand the audio of this clip you've got to know that the young lady has a giant nail sticking out the front of her head it's embedded into her head and she's trying to talk to her husband about it which naturally wants to pull the nail out and she wants to express her feelings she doesn't want him to fix everything so that's kind of the setup which leads to quite a bit of hilarity for those of us who are married and experience that kind of thing but what is provoking is how many of us in prayer are telling God, look, it's just a nail. If we can pull it, you know, just, you know, let's pull the nail out, God, God, but instead of be still. So as you're listening to this, I know you'll be thinking about your relationships with people, but think about it from a standpoint of your relationship with God, because if you're like me, you're trying to fix that thing. It's just, there's all this pressure, you know? And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me and I can just feel it, like literally feel it in my head and it's relentless. And I don't know if it's gonna stop. I mean, that's the thing that scares me the most is that I don't know if it's ever gonna stop. Yeah. Well, you do have a nail in your head. It is not about the nail. Are you sure? Because, I mean, I'll bet if we got that out of there... Stop trying to fix it. No, I'm not trying to fix it. I'm just pointing out that maybe the nail is causing... You always do this. You always try to fix things when what I really need is for you to just listen. See, I don't think that is what you need. I think what you need is to get the nail out. See, you're not even listening now. Okay, fine. I will listen. Fine. It's just... Sometimes it's like there's this achy... I don't know what it is. And I'm not sleeping very well at all. 
And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. Yeah, I, that sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Oh, come on, Ow. if you would just... Don't! Try to see things my way. Do I have... So, Sam... Um, <laughs> are your sweaters snagged? Is that what you're telling me? They are, and I got this ache in my head. <laughs> but as as I, that is just provoking as it could be, because I can think of several items I have been telling God how to get this nail out, exactly how he ought to pull it out, and every single thing. And 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 wow, Andy, I'd like I'd like you to. To get a little context, we know that be still and know I'm, that I am God. I'm sure a lot of us understand that. But if we get it in context in the psalm, we'll see that, you know, you're just not naturally wanting to be still in the middle of a war. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I, I went and I just wanted to read. I read some commentary that speaks to kind of this scripture kind of falls right in the middle of a war, a battle zone. I'm not going to read the whole uh, Psalm 46, but please do. But uh, I'm going to read the the verse before and after uh, verse 10, um, verse 9, he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Yeah, so just jump on in there, Harold, in the middle of this war, you know, and, and that's when it, that's when the context of it is. Well, I think we oftentimes create war with the uh, people that we're around. And I think a verse that, that I wanted to share is uh, Proverbs 10. This is out of the New English translation. When words abound, transgression is inevitable, but the one who restrains his words is wise. Uh, I know that... Uh, I have often created situations when I used words and should have kept my mouth shut. That's uh, that's something that I think we often get into. We got Jim back with us. He's been cruising. Yeah, I just heard it in my head when you said that, uh, Forrest Gump, like, and that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the. The cruise was wonderful, but it was a pretty good illustration of that because we were scrambling around trying to do as much as we could. And we did actually relax the first three or four days because we had to after the travel to get there. But it was a, a wonderful experience. But the best of that was when I did happen to get a chance to be still and listen to God. And it was at the, the Western Wall and watching uh, so many men, because I was in the men's section, as I should be, worshiping God and, and listening and praying and and weeping. And I just saw that, and God hit me with uh, Jesus weeping over Jerusalem. And I lost it, so I wasn't still the whole time. But it was a wonderful, peaceful time. So, Andy... Interestingly, you know, we ask people to think about clips that mm -hmm. would resonate, and and you went where no man has gone before. <laughs> well, I probably wouldn't have. Um, you know, I've always talked, taken that whole 
be still and know that God get a get a quiet time get get really just de- dedicate your focus on Him get in the Word but really just sit there and enjoy His presence which is totally okay and that's the way we should all live our lives but I didn't really put the stuff about the battle on the each side of that scripture that seems to just come out of nowhere and it's really Him it's it to me it's a a, a direction to you know, while the battle's raging, whether it's we're bringing upon ourselves and and not and not uh, engaging people properly and getting in arguments or whatever, or direct attacks from the enemy, we're trying to take ground for the kingdom. We're wanting to, you know, go after men's hearts. We if we try to do all that in our own strengths, uh, we're going to suffer. And the the solution for it is to be still and know that He is God. So um, I think we got a, a clip coming up from Star Wars. Um, it's when Luke's going after the Death Star. Um, can't remember first his. movie. First movie, that's right. So he, you know, he's he's had the background of the Force. He's talked to Obi Wan about the Force, and this is kind of the Force is, you know, we don't believe in the whole New Age thing, but the Force just look at it here as the God and the Holy Spirit giving him direction. And just listen to the clip; it'll be apparent what we're we're trying to communicate. Use the force, Luke. Let go. The force is strong in this one. Luke, trust me. Yeah, I mean, there he is in a battle, Andy. Uh, absolutely. And, and interestingly, he's told to let go. Let go. To be still. I, I think they totally correlate. Um not sure they were thinking about Psalms forty six ten then, but I mean it's spot on. Yeah, and and it's a beautiful picture when you think about it, and it's Sam. Yeah. You know, it really is. You know, I, I, as we've been talking throughout the show, one of the things that, and we didn't talk about this before the show. One of the things I was reminded of was back when I used to write the the Bible verse of the day every day. I was having a hard time getting into a rhythm of when to study the Bible. And um, Heidi, you know, my wife at the time, suggested I do it during lunch. And initially I said, I, I, I can't. I'm at work. I don't have time. And what I found is when I started doing that at lunch, I could be having the most stressful day. And then I would stop and I would get in the Word for just a little while and be still and ask God questions and do some of that. And I would come back so refreshed most days. It was just amazing. You know, that in the midst of the stress of the day and all that, that just anchoring myself in God really was a difference maker. You know, I know that shouldn't sound surprising, but it really was. And, and to the point now, I'm like, why am I not doing that today? Why am I not going to do that tomorrow, which tomorrow I'm going to now? That's amazing, Sam. I, yeah. You know, it makes phenomenal sense, although, it, you know, it hadn't really ever occurred to me as well. But, you know, that's my nap time, so <laughs> I, yeah. I let go in a different way. <laughs> Wait a minute, Harold. Oh. Sam, I, I wanted to come in and tell you that uh, that was when I used to read my daily Bible as well. It was during lunch at work. I never wanted to go out for lunch because there's too much traffic and it costs too much money, so I always took my lunch, and I used that time uh, because I didn't have time earlier, I had to get up and do the commute, 
but uh, it was a great thing and it also showed other people who happened to walk by so without saying a word i said something so i applaud you for it yeah uh, big jim's been studying over here now he's got something (laughs) well just hit me out of the blue and hopefully that was god speaking but Matthew 7, verses 21 to 23, which have always has always been a disturbing group for me, this may be what this is about. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does, does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I you never, never knew went you. went to a boot camp. So you got to for me, <laughs> you who practice lawlessness. You need to register. It's not what we November do for God. The <laughs> Let's coming up. Go to massnetjourneyradio.org. So much more coming up. <laughs> Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who by the way I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners for the first time. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with the promo code get truth it's only 29.99 remember all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty just go to mypillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all my pillow products including the body pillow for only 29.99 and our promo code get truth or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials hi this is sam with masculine journey i'm here with my son eli we're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry one way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. So we, we we were voting we were quoting excuse me right before the break from the RSV that's the Robbie Standard version where he says depart from me camp. you who never came to a boot camp now what what does it actually say Bill I, I mean Jim Bill yeah Larry <laughs> <laughs> it's basically 
people standing before Jesus in the end and saying, look at all of what we did for you, Lord. And the response is, depart from me, I never knew you. And it hit me. That's why they never knew him. They never sat still. We can't do anything for God. He did it all for us. But if we don't spend the time in that relationship and listening to him, anything we do is for nothing. That's in First Corinthians 13 as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the clip is I – but I love what you where you went with it, Sandy. I really do. That, man, right there in the battle. But the, the place I went with this, in my thoughts, was from a movie, Goodwill Hunting. And to set this clip up, Robin Williams um, – I'm trying to think of the name of the other actor that's playing Will. Matt Damon. Right, Matt Damon. Yeah, right? This guy is a genius and a young whippersnapper. And, you know, Robin Williams is kind of like his anger management, you know, <laughs> shrink that he's got to deal with. But Robin Williams is really coming after him. And in this process, you know, Matt Damon about rips his heart out because he doesn't know that his wife had died with cancer and he went after this painting. It So he'd really, really, really upset um Robin Williams before you this this scene that's on this park bench with him sitting there but what I want you to, to think about or what what I thought about I should say is I as I listened to this dialogue was a, my own relationship with God for so many years I read the Bible but I didn't I didn't ask the hard question you know I didn't and, and so you'll hear this description of well you can read about it but there's something deeper than that that I really think that God is after. And Robin Williams shows some intimacy here that I think is is critical to that, what you just described, Jim, of him saying, well, I'm, you know, we need to get to know each other. Yes, you can read the book. This is really nice. You got to think for swans. Is this like a fetish? It's something like maybe we need to devote some time to. I thought about what you said to me the other day about my painting. Huh. Stood up half the night thinking about it. Something occurred to me. I fell into a deep, peaceful sleep and haven't thought about you since. You know what occurred to me? No. You're just a kid. You don't have the faintest idea of what you're talking about. Why, thank you. It's all right. You've never been out of Boston. When I ask you about war, you'd probably uh, throw Shakespeare at me, right? Once more into the breach, dear friends. You've never been near one. You've never held your best friend's head in your lap and watch him gasp his last breath looking to you for help. I ask you about love. Probably quote me a sonnet. But you've never looked at a woman and been totally vulnerable. Known someone that could level you with her eyes. Feeling like God put an angel on earth just for you who could rescue you from the depths of hell and you wouldn't know what it's like to be her angel to have that love for her be there forever through anything through cancer and you would know about sleeping sitting up in a hospital room for two months holding her hand because the doctors could see in your eyes that the terms visiting hours don't apply to you you don't know about real loss because that only occurs when you love something more than you love yourself I doubt you've ever dared to love anybody that much I look at you I don't see an intelligent, confident man. I see a cocky, scared kid. But you're a genius, Will. No one denies that. 
No one could possibly understand the depths of you. But you presume to know everything about me because you saw a painting of mine. You ripped my fife apart. You're an orphan, right? Do you think I'd know the first thing about how hard your life has been? How you feel? Who you are? Because I read Oliver Twist. Does that encapsulate you? Personally, I don't give it about all that. Because you know what? I can't learn anything from you. I can't read in some book. Unless you want to talk about you. Who you are. And I'm fascinated. I'm in. But you don't want to do that, do you, sport? You're terrified of what you might say. Your move, chief. It is our move. It is our move. And, you know, as I thought about that clip, Jim, I, I realized that, oh, I love the scripture. I absolutely love the scripture. And I can't tell you the depths of the relationship that has been increased when you mix together that being quiet and asking God, what does this mean? What, what are you trying to tell me here? <laughs> you know, and, and, and actually hearing stuff from him, like, and, and to begin to feel it. You don't just read it. You, you begin to feel it. And, and, and therein lies this incredible love and, and joy and peace, all those things that come. I've got this conviction that I'm will in that. Right. I, I want to figure it all out and know it. But sometimes I avoid reading the Bible because I don't want to get emotionally involved at that level, at that moment. And I'll say, well, you know, this is going to, you know, make my eyes water and break me down emotionally for an hour or two. So we'll do that later. And putting that off is basically pushing God away. Yeah, but it's, it's not it's, just the scripture <clears throat> where you meet him, though. But that's intimacy in all sorts of different relationships and places. Andy's about to jump off the table here. He found something he wants. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. Um, you know, I, I really, I, you just uh, um, put me on the spot, Robbie. I did. I was looking through while we were sitting here because, you know, there's so much you get from the different uh, translations. I was just most of them say pretty much the thing, same thing. And you know, I, when I was reading the other, it was out of the NIV, and it says, "He says, be still and know that I'm God." Almost like it was a, a, a definitive directive from God. You know, here I, He says, "Be still and know that I'm God." And, but it doesn't read that way in the other translations but i thought the message was really interesting you know the message you know it is kind of a paraphrase but there's sometimes it just brings up it, it just brings it like to our everyday language but it says step out of the traffic take a long loving look at me your high god above politics above everything so i think that was pretty profound in just hearing that it just gives us another view of kind of the the depth of that scripture all right and if you remember Remember the very beginning of that clip, Matt Damon's making fun of the fact that he's sitting on the park bench looking at swans. Right. Because he has stepped out of the traffic. Yep. And, and and he's sitting out there, you know, going after intimacy, in this case, with Matt. And he's and he's pretty much telling him that, yeah. Sam. Yeah, he really is. He, he's going after him. You know, he's going after his heart. Still, he's just doing it in a more of a confrontational way. Than he, than he has in the past or does you know, in the future in the movie. 
there's so many good elements to this movie. It's a very difficult movie. The language is not great by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. But it, it is such a deep movie in, in the things that you learn from it. You know, Robbie, we talk about being still, and I can't help but think about Elijah. You know, when he's run off after the prophets of Baal, you know, that whole situation with the fire, and he goes off and hides. You know, he doesn't find God in all the things where he thinks he'll find God. He finds God in the stillness. And yeah. and that's going to be for us, too. Not that God's not everywhere, that God's not with us. But that deep emotional bonding, that deep growth, in relationship, that that deep identity, the deep healing, those things all come from our stillness and intimacy with Him. It does, and and you know that actual desire to find out. I think about in my own case, and I know Harold wants to talk about his motorcycle days. I want to talk about in, in Old Red. Is me and God have had some phenomenal conversations, but in your case, it was on a motorcycle, right, Harold? Yeah. Uh that's the point I wanted to bring up is that while we tend to think of being beside the little stream flowing down the mountain and nobody else around as, as being the time to be still and, and know, I just wanted to point out that some of the times that I really felt close was when I was on the motorcycle. I didn't, I didn't have one of those where you have a radio that you can be playing or whatever. It was just me and the sound of the bike especially when I could be on a little deserted road, no traffic to have to worry about. Uh, to me, that was still time with God, looking at what he had created, the enjoyment that I, I could experience from, and I even had a little bit of a sense of smell still back then, and being out in the country like that. So find your time with God regardless of where you are. You can tune things out. And so, Jim, once again, I'm looking, and it looks like you have something. I'm actually just being still and spending time with God. But that really is, uh, we can encounter him when we're in the midst of something very exciting and Mm -hmm. dynamic. But the times that have always been most special for me are when I can get away from Everybody generally getting out in nature. I used to love to drive the mountaintop and I literally and seek him there. But there isn't a place or a time or a situation where he's not there and available. And if we stop, you know, the traffic light or I mean, anywhere you are, you have time to spend with God if you think about it and you desire that. Yeah, I mean, well, I think some of that's the the point. Of the scripture, you know, when Andy read, you know, in the midst of battle, you're not going to find much more uh, disruption <laughs> than in the midst of battle. And if you can be still in the midst of that, you can be still in the midst of anything. Anytime. Yeah, yay, God. That's the. And so, you know, we've got a battle coming up, don't we? It's November 7th through the 10th. And we would love for you to come. You know, because part of the big deal of boot camp is the Covenant of Silence times, where we do get a chance to go out and be still. And I can assure you that that's where we see the big stuff happen, is between people and God. So come join us November 7th through the 10th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. And remember that commandment. Isn't it a commandment? 
<laughs> Depart he, he from me. So. You have not attended a boot camp. <laughs> <laughs> not quite the same wording, but. 